Good afternoon, folks. This is Ron Stone along with Randy Burks, and uh, we're going to waive the uh, introduction to all of our advertisers tonight. Just ask you to look on the front page of our website and uh, sponsor them. Go down to the bottom of the page and click on their website and see the goods and services they have to offer. And tonight we have a great guest. Most of the Holly Pond people know him. He's Eric Ryan. He's the school resource officer. Been here for many years, but he's also does a lot other than just resource officer. He's been the coach of the baseball team, the softball team, and helping out wherever he wants to. And uh, he even serves food, washes dishes, whatever it takes. But uh, <laughs> Eric, go ahead and tell us about yourself, where you went to school at. And uh, all I know, but uh, it'd be nice for our listeners to know okay, a little well, about you. <laughs> Well, sounds good. So, uh, so like you said, my name is Eric Ryan. Um, I'm a lieutenant uh, with the Coleman County Sheriff's Office. Uh, I'm a Fairview graduate, uh, purple and gold. My whole life went there uh, uh, from first through the uh, till I graduated, uh, but converted over to the green and white. <laughs> um, and uh, like you said, I I got my hands in several different things, coaching. Uh, baseball still still with still with baseball um and uh coached softball some and just just a little bit of everything but uh uh my wife uh emily she also works there at the school and then i uh, just had a daughter graduate from holly pond and she's currently at auburn university and then i got a son uh that's a junior there that's uh, involved in uh all three of the sports and your daughter, is she going to get to go with her, uh, uh, stay with her grandma and grandpa down there? You're, don't they live in Auburn? Uh, they do. They do. Her, her uh, actually her aunt and uh, uncle live down there, and then my parents live down there as well. And uh, But she's, uh, uh, she, she's on her own right now. She's, oh, she's, okay. uh, she's learning how to be responsible. <laughs> that may be, uh, that may be living with, uh, 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 she calls them Mimi and Papa. That may, that may be down the road a little bit, but we're going to, oh. uh, we're going to, we're going to learn a few things first. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of, uh, our graduates went to Auburn, uh, Coach Penn used to have a trailer down there, and his two daughters went down there. And then uh, I think it about four of four, four of them board up together and share the expenses and all. And uh, there's a number of trailers down there that a lot of uh, Holly Pond graduates has lived with other Holly Pond graduates down there. So maybe she can find her a familiar face to be yes, down sir. there with. Well, if you're familiar, if you remember uh... – uh, Diego uh, Garcia, uh, that, uh, he's down there as well. So that she's got a buddy down there, and actually they're uh, they're majoring in the same in the same thing. So they 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 get to study and help each other out. <laughs> good, good. And she also played softball for us. Okay. Very good. And uh, Emily got to coach softball. So, and uh, I think you've helped them out a little bit every once in a while. Uh, yes, sir. I have. That was interesting going from uh, boys teams to girls teams. So uh, uh, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm back with the boys. <laughs> well, now you said you was a Ryan. It went to Fairview. Are you one of the Ryans that uh, the Ryan community was named after? I am. That was oh. that was a couple of great grandparents. She was actually uh, started the school there. Oh, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you uh, you're in royalty. Randy's great grandfather he owned a couple of thousand acres and used to be very big in uh, twenty acre sharecropping years ago. And where I live today was uh, one of his old farms. And okay. so, uh, yeah, Randy had uh, came from. They didn't ever name it Burksville, but uh, <laughs> they got Berlin out of it. And, uh, and I now uh, tell us about the. School Resource Officer Program. Okay, so uh, several years ago, uh, one thing that that I'm extremely proud of is uh, we were one of the few, I can't give you an exact number, but there weren't very many, but uh, to this day, we are one of the oldest, uh, um, I guess, programs in the state of Alabama. Uh, We've had school resource officers in the school for 
oh my goodness, just an estimate, probably close to 15 years. And, uh, you know, several years we've had officers in every single school. And uh, so that's one thing I'm proud of. We were kind of on the, on the front end of it uh, after Columbine, after some things happened, um, uh, we, we started implementing that program. And to this day, it's, it's going strong, and uh, it's, 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 it's a really good thing. And we're, we're lucky in, in, in Coleman County because several places have school resource officer programs implemented, but not every one of them have a guy that is dedicated to be at that school all day, every day. Uh, they may have five schools they're responsible for and only get to go for an hour or two at, the, at, at each school each day. But here in Coleman, we have guys, and some, some campuses have two deputies at, at, the, at the schools. Uh, but, uh, you know, of course, at Holly Pond, it's just me. But, um, uh, but we're extremely fortunate and extremely lucky because we have guys that are solely dedicated to that school. They stay at that school all day and they get very involved with the school and the community. So we're, we're fortunate on that end. You said it started 15 years ago. In 2003, which is quite a while ago, uh, the uh, town of Holly Pond bought the first police car for the resource officer. I, I don't know. If, was you there at that time, or do you I remember would, that? I would have been a patrol officer at that time or maybe a narcotics officer. I that's one thing about the school the school guys the sheriff likes to put guys in the schools that have a pretty broad background of law enforcement mm -hmm. uh, uh, uh special special response team guys which is a version of uh, we don't use the word swat but it's it's a special response it's it's kind of a a, a specific unit dealing with stuff uh, you got several of those guys uh that are school resource officers you've got investigators uh just for example i was a narcotics investigator a property investigator a patrol supervisor uh i did just about everything you could do there and that's that's the case with most of the guys in the schools they have a very broad background of all aspects of law enforcement which which is uh, which is great you know because you, you're getting experienced guys in these schools well, you know, the uh, No Child Left Behind came out in 2003, and part of it had to do with the teacher's qualifications. They want them all to have a master's degree. But another was the uh, federal government says we will give, I don't know if it was 100% the first year or three-fourths uh, the first year, 50 the second, uh, and then they got down to a third, and it, I meant to a fourth, and it lasted a while. But now, now that's gone. But uh, when they did start it, I know Holly Pond and Good Hope, Finemont, Hansville, all jumped right on it. Uh, in Fairview, all jumped right on buying a police car for them in that area. And right. uh, I know some of the folks at Holly Pond, I was on the school board at that time, they was complaining, well, what do they do? Until, and uh, I said, well, they're a resource officer. They're going to stay there and protect the kids and do this. And uh, finally, they... Uh, Y'all arrested a couple of deadbeat dads on the <laughs> campus when they when they showed up and they hadn't paid their uh, child support. They was picking up stepkids, and uh, then they had a whole new uh, outlook on it when they found out they was really making somebody pay. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and and uh, I don't know how much respect. Now, I don't know the... Uh, Resource officer, they have what they call in-house suspension, which they used to keep the kids in class. Do they still do that, Eric? Uh, there, there is forms of ISS, yes, in-school suspension. Um, of course, there's other avenues, uh, alternative school, uh, in-school suspension. Uh, you know, there, there's a couple of different, uh, different levels uh, depending on what's happened. And uh, they even have Saturday school now. So uh, it just depends on what's happened or what, what the student, you know, has done, the mistake or whatever that they've made uh, or, or done. Uh, depends on what type of, what, what, what consequence they get. Uh, but, yes, uh, they still have ISS. <laughs> well, you know, uh, when all of the 
Columbine and everything was getting in trouble. They was wanting you to lock the school up. We put gates up at Holly Pond. Right. But then Scotty Adams come along and says, hey, I want my kids to have the gym open in the morning on Saturdays, Sundays, and they could scrimmage against each other. And uh, he left the gates open. And some people said, well, why do they do that? But uh, the resource officers didn't care because uh, I say didn't care. They agreed with it because kids need to use the school uh, all all they can for their benefit. And uh, I remember uh, some people was talking about it. And they said, well, will the federal government quit paying uh, the money? And I said, well, as far as I know, the federal government quit paying the money after four years, you know. Right. So I don't right. know. Do they still pay uh, pay any portion of the resource officers? From what I understand, uh, which I'm not on that end of things, but you know, mm-hmm. we are we are strictly sheriff's office employees. We right. my boss is is the sheriff, uh, and the reason I mention that is is some school systems, uh, they 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 have a mutual agreement between the school because the school furnishes certain amount of funds, and then the law enforcement agency will uh, pitch in a certain amount of funds. And it, it causes a lot of issues because, you know, when it comes to a point, you know, who do you answer to? <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, we are strictly, you know, sheriff's office employees. Uh, Sheriff Gentry is, is my boss. Uh, and we just we all just have such a good working relationship with the schools. That's never came into question. But as far as funding, uh, you know, and I'm not 100 percent sure. I do know there's been some things with the school board that maybe they haven't technically funded a, uh, a, a an actual deputy in the school, but I think they might have, um, you know, helped with some of the cost of, of training or uh, some equipment or something like that. So I do know the school system has contributed some. I just couldn't tell you exactly what that was. Uh, but uh, uh, there's there's a great working relationship between the school system and the sheriff's office. Give us go through an average day of a resource officer. Does he get there 30 minutes early and open the gates, check certain buildings? What what all the what is his basic assignment? I know the sheriff sets him up, but kind of go through what he does per day. You know, okay. it's routine. Well, we normally try to get there earlier than the than when the first buses come through. Uh, average times probably between seven, uh, seven fifteen when we get there. Uh, some schools, your bigger schools that have a lot more uh, traffic, a lot more um, maybe intersections, depending on where they're located. You know, some of those guys will actually get out and work uh, work the actual traffic to get the buses in you know we're lucky at holly pond they come in they go through the the entrance and uh, everything runs pretty smooth but we generally in the morning you know just visible for traffic uh out there with the buses uh you know being seen you know um some days we we never we never establish a pattern uh so some days you may be out there giving kids high fives getting off the buses uh, you know, you may be on foot uh, walking through the hallways. Uh, most of that happens, you know, pretty much after the first bell rings. So up until the first bell, uh, you know, it's pretty much outside visible traffic, uh, you know, interacting with kids going in between, you know, going back and forth to the buildings. And then after that, it's pretty much, you know, there is a lot of freedom to be in an SRO, and not every SRO is the same. You know, they don't have the same, I guess you could say, routine or whatever. But some uh, stay in the buildings a lot. Uh, some, you know, some stay on, in, in, on, you know, in the parking lots a lot. Uh, the biggest thing is visibility. Uh, we want people to know we're there. You know, we want people to know and see us, you know, other than the students and the faculty. Uh, but we want parents to see us. We want everybody to know that there is a there is a deputy, a law enforcement officer there at that school. And so, you know, with that being said, a typical day, uh, you know, each building. So, so I have three campuses. I have the middle school, the elementary school, and then the high school. So, uh, you know, one day I might go to the elementary school. 
one day I may go into the middle school. And, you know, I try to go through all three of them, you know, at different times, several times a day. Uh, but pretty much it's interacting with the kids, interacting with the faculty. Uh, sometimes uh, we actually teach uh, some things that the teacher wants us to teach, uh, and that's mainly in the high school. Uh, you know, uh, if they're going over uh, laws or driving laws or something, they'll ask us to come in and, 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 and teach some things. Uh, so... So a school, uh, uh, the National Association of School Resource Officers, they have what's called a triad. And it, 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 it says that a, an effective SRO is not just a law enforcement officer, but a teacher, a counselor. Uh, and and that, that, that pretty much is the definition of a school resource guy. They're more than just law enforcement, and there's more to it than just trying to catch kids doing something wrong and handcuffing them and carrying them to jail. Uh, so that's kind of that's kind of what we go by. We're not, you know, of course we're there. If there's laws broken, we've got a job to do. But we take that job more seriously than just saying let's just arrest this kid because he's done some bad things. So a typical day, it it could change day to day, but that would be kind of it. It's being visible, being in the hallways, being around the kids, being around the faculty. Uh, but the biggest thing is being visible and letting people know we're there. Well, now, the resource officer, do they still teach the D.A.R.E. program? Is that part of their jo uh, job is to teach the D.A.R.E. program? Well, we, we did up until COVID hit, and we're leaning away from D.A.R.E. D.A.R.E. has gotten, D.A.R.E. was a very good program, uh, but D.A.R.E. has kind of outdated itself. Uh, what I mean by that is, is um, you know, we deal with vaping issues. We deal with uh, different types of things that D.A.R.E. really didn't cover. And uh, so there's a program that's called LEAD, L-E-A-D, and I wish I could tell you what it stood for. I knew it right before I said it, but I, I forgot it. But anyway, um, uh, they are very up and coming. There's been a lot of research into it on the effectiveness. Um, and we're, we're trying to make the switch over to that. Uh, I think there was some legislation just passed the way the wording was on we kind of had to strictly stay with D.A.R.E. And I think I had saw the other day that they had passed to where they've taken the actual word D.A.R.E. out of the wording in one of the laws, which would open the door for us to go to a different program. But, yes, we still do teach uh, a, a program in school. We're getting a echo back. Are you on a speakerphone? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know where, where I was getting the feedback. All right. Uh, well, I, I'll ask one more question, then Randy can take it over and ask you some intelligent questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, on the uh, what you call the lead program now, do you give, and you said we're a counselor, we're a leader, we're, a, you know, all this. Uh, how much leadership do you get to show these kids how much better off they'll be staying away from drugs now if i'm asking the right question or, uh, you know do you have a certain course you teach uh what you try to do uh do you scare them to death by showing them uh overdosed or how do you teach your kids to stay off of drugs you know it's a lead program Right. There, there's a lot of, of uh, techniques to deal with peer pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of techniques that we teach to deal with peer pressure. Uh, part of that comes with awareness. I mean, you know, you actually will have kids that's probably never seen a drug in their life. And we teach them to kind of be skeptical. You know, if somebody offers them something, uh, you know, they need to be real careful of what they except uh you know so there's there's different aspects but but a lot of the focus is, is on dealing with the peer pressure and the social social aspects of, of drug use recreational drug use leading to addiction certain things you know and um a lot of times i just shake my head because uh of course I, like i said earlier i went to fairview and i never saw anything when i was in school now, you know, you had you had guys that would slip around and sneak 
sneak some alcohol or something like that. But, you know, I think back to, to, to my parents' days, and that's really all they, you know, had to worry about or think about. Now I look, you know, especially with having kids in school, there's just so much more dangerous things and there's so much more, many more things out there uh, that, that, you know, would drive a person, a parent crazy if they sat and worried about everything that their kids could get into. Uh, so, so to answer the question, a lot of the social, uh, and the peer pressure aspects, I, I think is very successful. Uh, there's several techniques we teach them. Uh, you know, uh, we, of course we teach them on the effects of it, you know, physically, mentally. Uh, so there's a lot of awareness, uh, that's taught in that. Uh, but, uh, I think, I think it does a good job. I actually got certified as an instructor. I was at a national conference um, three or four years ago, uh, SRO conference, and they had spots in a class for, uh, you have to, in law enforcement, you have to be certified for just about anything you do. <laughs> so uh, I, I went to that class and actually got certified as an instructor, and all the rest of the guys are in the process. Some of them may have already completed it. Um, of getting certified as an instructor for the lead course. <laughs> one, one more question, Eric, and I'll turn you over to Randy. To, okay. Uh, the school is starting a breakfast club, you know, yeah. where the kids get to come in there and talk about, are you welcome to go in there and speak to them in case they have some questions on drugs, alcohol, uh, anything? Are you part of the breakfast club or I have, I, I, I have been invited. Uh, I'm welcome, uh, but due to due to some different things, I haven't actually been able to attend. But one thing that I have done is is those kids know how they can get a hold of me. Uh, the right. teachers know how they can get a hold of me. That is one thing that I want to be better at is going to the to the earlier morning uh, breakfast clubs, uh, some things like that. Uh, but uh, the kids at Holly Pond are pretty good uh, when they see me is, is, you know, tugging on my sleeve and say, can I talk to you a second? That's really one one good thing I'm proud of. I think that um, the kids could talk to me. And, you know, a lot of places I've seen, you know, kids are hesitant uh, to talk to somebody, uh, you know, especially with a uniform on. And um, uh, but but no, I, I actually haven't been. It's been on my plans, and then something else that came up. <laughs> but, but yes, I am welcome there. I have been invited, and I just haven't gotten to attend one yet. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make one more statement, then I'm going to turn you over to Randy, because he, he's got a time limit on us. But <laughs> <laughs> Connie McLeal, when he was running for sheriff, I don't know if you remember Connie McLeal or not, he said... <laughs> The worst thing that I hear people do is when I'm in a grocery store or something and a woman says, you see that guy there, if you don't behave, I'm going to have him to arrest you and put you in jail. <laughs> and he'd say, ma'am, please don't tell him that. Tell him that I'm here to help him. And if he ever has any problems or in any situation, that I'm here to help him. And he said, when I tell them parents that, he said, it's a whole different ball game. They say, officer, you're right, and I will not say that again. And she told her kids, always love a police officer because if you need help, they're the one to give it to you. But he just said they, they changed, but he said, boy, I hated for people would say, would say <laughs> that just to scare their kids, you know. And uh, when he told them they changed up, and he said they really realized that we was there to help them. Uh, That's right. Uh, Hey, Eric, I could talk to you all night, but I better I better let Randy have you. When you come on again, maybe he'll give me more time. There you go. Thank you, Ron. Us more time. Ron, 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 you used up the entire twenty five minutes. Hey, well, you at least you're smarter now than you was 25 minutes ago. <laughs> I could, I could, I could have went and got me a snack. I didn't know. <laughs> well, the one question yes. I will, I will throw out before we have to go to uh, 
uh, Kevin with his uh, update from Blountsville is uh, just briefly tell us about the SRO training. Um, okay. Um, we know um, the, we know about we were talking about the backgrounds and different different backgrounds, but what about the actual some of the training courses themselves? Okay. Randy, I can hardly hear you. I think you're asking about the, kind of the qualifications and the training and stuff for the SRO. Is that right? Well, the training courses, like uh, okay, yeah, okay. So, so of course, to be an SRO, you have to go through the police academy uh, to get certified as a law enforcement officer in the state of Alabama. So that's that's a large part of it. Uh, to become specialized as an SRO. Uh, so all the certifications are done through a national organization, which is called NASRO, N-A-S-R-O, and it stands for National Association of School Resource Officers. So they are the certifying uh, body for SRO for the whole nation, and they are actually located in Birmingham. And so we have the headquarters for all the national school resource officers in Birmingham. So they they actually have several certification levels. Uh, uh, so a new guy coming in, we would get him to a program that's called Basic SRO, which is for a brand new guy. It's on the level. It's teaching them about uh, memorandums of understanding with the schools. That's just kind of your agreement of what your responsibilities be and what the schools would be. Uh, we teach them techniques in the school. Of course, a large focus is on school safety, uh, active shooters, uh, stuff like that. And then they have a next level, which is called advanced SRO. That's a little bit more specific. So our guys will go through that. And then uh, usually uh, there's another course. Uh, since I was the supervisor over the SRO unit for several years before I actually retired, uh, they had a management course, uh, a supervisor uh, SRO management course, and every one of their courses is top notch. Uh, they they do an excellent job. So there's different levels, but in there you also have law enforcement training specific. Uh, you have to get training on proper use of of tasers. Uh, you know we go through uh, handgun qualifications twice a year. Uh, you know, most of our guys are what's called ALICE instructors. ALICE is a is another acronym uh, that that is solely a program on us teaching other people about uh, school shootings, uh, how to prevent them, how to there's you know uh, all that kind of stuff. So we get certifications in just about every bit of that. Uh, so there's 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 a ton of different things with your law enforcement in, which is your handgun qualifications, your your um, what's called less lethal uh, qualifications. That would be stuff like your if you if you carried a baton or uh, something like that. Taser certifications. Uh, so all that on the law enforcement end, and then the NASRO stuff also bleeds in a little bit to law enforcement, but that's more of specific uh, to the school environment. So. Uh, there's there's a lot of things out there, and and all of our guys get all that all that training as well. Well, Eric, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight. I know when we talked to you and we were discussing it. I I felt for you know for the past month, it would be great for <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you know how this time of the year the allergies get to acting up a little. Um, I just thought it would be great. You know they see you at they see you around campus they see you at the games, but they don't really under I don't think everyone totally understands exactly what you have to go through to be in that position you know in in that position at the schools, yeah. and uh, we just you know I we felt it was a great idea to have you on to kind of kind of give every, everyone an overview of it and explain yes, it sir. some. Yes, sir. And, well, I appreciate uh, you talking to me. You know. Uh, I, I feel very, very lucky to be in the Holly Pond community and uh, the Holly Pond uh, school. And, you know, I live here. My kids went here. You know, my wife works at the school. Uh, but as far as the community, the school, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky. A lot of good people 
uh, I know there's tons of people that would help me if I ever needed it. And uh, that's to me, that's what it's all about. Um, and uh, so so I just wanted to say that, that I am very fortunate to, to be in this community and be at that school. Well, like I said, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. We, we felt it was a great idea and uh, won't keep Andy, you. Like, keep, yeah. Hmm? Can I say something, Eric, before it goes? Yeah. Eric, if you get a chance, go through the school or have uh, a Dr. Ayers to announce that you was on this program. It's podcast. It'll be on there for a year or longer. <laughs> if they can go back and listen at it, because there's a lot of teachers in school that would like to hear this, and, yes, and a lot of students, too. And uh, Fox News called and said that uh, they wished I wouldn't have you on when they're having a presidential debate, it's running their debate. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'll <laughs> <make> it right. <laughs> I, I, we'll, we'll see you at the ball game. Uh, thank you, Ron. All right. Uh, thanks, Eric. All right. Thanks, Randy. We'll see you. Randy, we want to thank uh, Eric Ryan for coming on and you for having him. I, a, a, a great thing. And while we're getting Kevin on the phone, uh, I'd like to go over the standings as of this week. Uh, uh, Locust Fork, uh, Pleasant Valley, and Southeastern, so far, they have been perfect seasons. Uh, to know overall, Pleasant Valley is 4 0 in the area, 5 0 overall. Southeastern is 4-0 in the area and 5-0 overall. And then coming in next is Gadsden, 0-2 in the area, 1-3 overall. Uh, West End is 1-3 and 2-4 and overall. Holly Pond is 0-3, 0-5 overall. Cleveland is 0-3 and 0-5 overall. So if we're <laughs> going to get to the playoffs this year, we're going to have to uh, – beat Cleveland, West End, and Gaston uh, to uh, be there. And then uh, we'd have to beat West End because they're one up on us now. So in uh, last week, West End beat Gaston 53-16. to Pleasant Valley beat Cleveland 21-16. to Southeastern beat uh, Holly Pond 35-6. Now, Locust Fork. Uh, played Cold Springs last week. They beat them 56 to 8, but that was not one of our area games, but it was a, a game for Locust Park. And, uh, Randy, if uh, Kevin's not with us, you want me to go over the advertisers? He's with us. Get, I mean, I'm, I'm right here, Ron. We oh, okay. got this big homecoming win over Asbury. Oh, yeah. All right, go ahead, but now don't blow too much smoke. People will get their fire extinguishers out. Hey, Mr. Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith's listening to that. He said, we're going to take down the Panthers in Tiger Town. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd say you got a good change. Yeah. You know, you know. Go, go right ahead, Kevin. Okay. Don't give a shout out to Melissa Baxley, Daniel and Timmy Smith, Kyle, Hannah, and AJ Smith, Heath Adams. Randy Ratliff, Michelle Sisson in Mississippi, and Rusty Littleton. You know, he I never, Ron, you, he never gives me a shout out. Have you noticed that? I, and the game from last <laughs> week, the scores Pennington 56, Ashbury 3, Madison Academy 62, Danville 13. Brentley Mountain had an off week, Susan Moore 36, and Vinemont 15. The stats is Connor Tierman was 6 for 9 for 103 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions run. Ah, here, that's a, this is the first week he had that interception. So, yeah, because he was Coach Bishop, you know. Well. He must eat a lot of dressing at the uh, uh, chicken and dressing supper, and it got him sharp. Yeah. Then uh, Noah McClendon throwed one pass for eight yards in the game. Uh, then uh, Juan Lopez 
carried it one time for 11 yards and a touchdown. Eaton carried it 14 times for 227 yards on the ground. Josiah Cooper carried it three times for 66 yards and two touchdowns. Will Taylor, three carries for 43 yards and a touchdown. Ty Morgan, two carries for 28 yards and a touchdown. Micah Grace, four carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. Do you see a pattern developing? Ortiz caught one pass for 58 yards and a touchdown. Aiden McAlpin caught one pass for 43 yards. Colton Walston caught one pass for eight yards. And Josiah Cooper, the Asbury run, did an onside kick with about 30 seconds to go. And Josiah Cooper picked it up and ran it 55 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> making 56-3 Pennington. I noticed, I noticed that everyone, it was, the touchdowns were really spread around. You know, they got what, you know, a, you know, a few touches and so many of them got touchdowns and it yeah. really, it really they, set a pattern. Asbury's players just stood there. Just I watching them. Well, you're supposed to tackle them. Well, they didn't have Coach Bishop showing them what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was it. <laughs> and then, uh, Jonathan Marquez had four tackles. Micah Graves had four tackles and a fumble recovery. Grant Austin had five tackles. Daniel Arnold had three tackles. J.J. Ortiz had three tackles and a deflected pass. Ethan Kirkland had two tackles. J.C. Adams had a deflected pass. Abin Bullard had to deflect the pass and a fumble recovery. One time he hit him right in the numbers, and he didn't see the ball coming. <laughs> I told him after the game, I said, Abin, you got to catch the football. He said, well, I didn't see it coming. Well, I did said, you give him some glasses? I said, well, Coach Bishop is giving you some coaching tips, so catch the ball next time, okay? Now, is he a, your is he a lineman wow. or D, is he a lineman or DN? And this week's games, hey, 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 Kevin, Cleveland you, at Winnington. Do what? Is 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 Abin a lineman or DN? I did. Is he a lineman or an N? He's uh, he he's a he's a defensive lineman, but I told him catch it anyhow. <laughs> okay. Cleveland's <laughs> well, at Pennington. Pennington leads all-time series with Cleveland with thirty-eight wins, thirty losses, and six ties. Pennington's going for two in a row. We going we remember two years ago, Ron, when they put seventy-seven on the scoreboard. So. Monday night, I told them kids to pour 77 on them. We ain't going to let up. They're going to quit calling you the the legend and call you revenge. So, no. If you keep talking like that. Hey, they call me the legend. I know, but they'll call you the revenge. Hey, that's what we're going after, Ron. Madison County at at Madison Academy. Asbury's at Weaver. Danville has an off week. Beaumont has an off week. They're getting ready for the Pennington Tigers. Susan Moore is at Locusport, and Woodville is at Burnley Mountain. The homecoming was... Second alternate is Charlie Fullenwinder. Her parents is is Gabe is Gabe and Wendy Fullenwinder. That's uh Philip Cleveland's uh niece, Ron. 
Oh, okay. She's a volleyball player, first, ain't she? First all, first runner up is Lauren Pettit. Lauren Pettit's parents are. I've tried to find it. Is James you would... Jeannie, Jeannie Pettit. And the homecoming queen is Jasmine D-O-N-C-E. And her parents are Lyndon Cruz and E-F-R-A-I-N-P-O-N-C-E. And then Billy Bond is having a soccer supper this week. Now, is he going to feed the football players for free? Well, I don't know. He won't even feed. He probably ain't even going to feed me for free. I don't blame him. you got plenty of money, but the football players, they, are, <laughs> I they have no money. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, you're the one that's got the money. I, boy, somebody's been talking to you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah, they, 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 they may call you the legend, but they don't, uh, talking like that. They may call you the legend, but they'll never call you smart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me and, Rick, me and Randy ain't got no money. You're the one who's got money. That's very true. Uh, Randy's got his money in fruit jars, and he's dug a <laughs> post hole and put the fruit jar down under the post and put it in the ground. And then he oh, knows where geez. the post holes are, but yeah. Yeah, so, okay. Supper this week is uh, he's going. It's uh, Q U E S A E I L L A S and rice and beans, dessert and drinks, ten dollars. Carry in or eat out. More information called Billy Bond at the school at two o five. Seven seven five two zero five zero. Kids got tickets to sell for the soccer team. Randy, what does that spell? That whatever that is, some kind of Mexican food. It's Q U E S A D I L L A S. Quesadilla. It's what? Quesadilla. Quesadilla. So, okay. Quesadilla and rice and beans. <clears throat> When it started with Q-E-S, I thought it was question or something or other. <laughs> Quesadillas. Okay. All right, uh, Kevin. And then the Harvest Festival runs this Saturday in Bunce. Hey, Kevin. Okay, tell, tell us all about the Harvest Festival. Have they got any parade with it? or? Yeah, they'll uh, have a parade. Yeah, they'll have a parade and everything. And uh, what about the booths? Can anybody set up or they already got them? I figured, I figured anybody can set up a booth. Hey, Kevin. You won't set up the booth. You can set no, one up. No. <laughs> no, I just want the information out there. I just, no. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. All right. I got, two, I got two dates and you need to put on your calendar. Ron will be picking you up on October the 12th. You got what? Ron's going to be picking you up on October the 12th, and he will be taking you to a volleyball quad match at Hansful between Pennington, Hansful, Holly Pond, and somebody else. Okay. And it'll be on October the 12th. Ron will be picking you up. Put it on your calendar. And October the 12th. And also on October the 31st, you're going to have to, uh, we will be uh, doing the program from the Halloween uh, candy handouts and all at school at Holly Pond. So you're going to have to be on campus that night. So Ron will be picking you up that night also. So you're going to get two trips to view God's country. Oh, October the thirty first. October thirty first. Yep. Yep. We will be we will be get we will be we will be doing the program on October the thirty first and it will be live and it'll be from Holly Pond School. That'll be a different night other than Wednesday night because uh of the uh, what you know, all giving out all the candy to the to the children, all the 
the fire department and, and the other businesses are all going to be involved and they will be giving out candy at school. If something happens and it's raining, it'll be moved inside the gym, but that's the uh, plan as of now. And uh, okay. tell us, tell hey, uh, you got to, you got to go October to the twelfth, Randy. Uh, um, I'll have to look. Uh, it generally starts somewhere around four four thirty. So, uh, Randy has done started me a taxi service here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the games this week, Ron, is as Coleman is at Mort Majordan. Don't take on Heath Lauderdale. Okay. So I'm going to pull for Heath Lauderdale and the Morton Jordan Blue Devils. I hear you. Good Hope yeah, is good. Good Hope's hosting Addison. Holly Pond is hosting Glencoe. Bymont has off week. They're getting ready to get ready for the Pinkton Tigers. Pinkton going to see if they can make it nine in a row next next week. What's the overall record you got with Bynemont? Uh, Mont? Eighteen wins and three losses. Pennington leads at all time. Oh, okay. Uh, Fairview, Fairview has an off week. Hansville is hosting Lawrence County. Penn Cleveland is on the road to take on the Pennington Tigers seven miles across the bridge. West Point is on the road to Douglas. That's a tough game. Addison is on the road to Good Hope. Cleveland is on the road to take on my Pennington Tigers, or they might have nightmares, Randy Putman said, on College Street. <laughs> Burr is on the road to Sardis. And Cold Springs is hosting... Shows Christian. Are you going to make any predictions on them games other than uh, <laughs> the Pennington uh, 25-year-old recruits is going to beat the 24-year-old recruits from Cleveland? Checking if you're going to make any predictions there, man. Auburn, Auburn is on... It, on CBS at 2.30 Saturday, Alabama plays at 8 o'clock at night on ESPN. Hey, which I got, I do while have. We're, while which, we're talking about Auburn, we got to congratulate Coach Freeze, Hugh Freeze. He uh, baptized some of those 200 students at Auburn that uh, they had a big revival down there. And he was on the news in uh they was trying to say something to uh, to him about it, and he said he was for the students. But uh, anyway, I want to congratulate him. He helped baptize some of them. Yeah, I went last week, Ron, and seen, seen Cole Littleton in Jacksonville State in Eastern Michigan. And me and his mom and dad we and sister, we sat on Eastern Michigan side. Hey, they don't have followed him up and down the sideline. They, they now in that well, stadium renovations, uh, it's just concrete on that side. They hadn't got yeah, the new bleachers it, it up there. It was only concrete, so yeah. we just—I stood up most of the time. Well, who won, Kevin? Well, it don't matter who won. I got to see some of the former Pennington players. I think the team in red won. You did. I just thought you might want to give us a score. Well, it was Jacksonville 21, Eastern Michigan 0. But Jacksonville can win the rest of them now. So I'll pull for Jacksonville, but I got to pull for Cole and I, well, did you get to talk to Cole while he was there? Yeah, I got to okay. talk to Cole, Cole and Jackson Tierman, Kate Tierman, Sean Watson, Luke Cassidy, uh, Sean Watson, Shelton Bly. I've got my pictures made with them. Oh, okay, good. So they told me I was a legend. Yeah, they put well, me now. in the middle. Yeah. You know, Jacksonville had a nine and two record last year. Of course, yeah. Division two. Now they're Division one this year. Uh, I don't know if they'll have that good a record, but uh, 
They've got Coach Rodriguez, who is a very good coach, uh, to, to coach them. So we, we want to wish them well, the Gamecocks, because we need another Division One school in the state of Alabama. Well, if we keep going, we'll have almost as many as Florida's got. Well, actually, well. actually, Jacksonville and UNA both went D1. Oh, UNA right. went to Division One. Yeah, they're 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 not as advanced as Jacksonville is right now, though. As with the uh, the player status, so. But uh, yeah, they did. Matter of fact, UNA will be uh, building a new on-campus stadium coming up in the near future. They're gonna put. Uh, I can't remember if they're gonna put it on some intramural fields. Uh, I, I heard the announcement back several weeks ago, but. Yeah, they'll they'll be building a brand new stadium. Well, guys, I've enjoyed tonight and uh, look forward to uh, Friday night. And uh, I know Kevin will be giving us uh, all kinds of uh, updates. Yeah, uh, we put, don't put it on them Panthers, Randy. They're coming seven miles across this bridge. Now, you expecting like a forty-two to forty-two to thirteen type game? No, we ain't gonna let them score. You ain't gonna let them score. <laughs> no mercy, no mercy. I heard junior the, high team won the other night, forty-eight to six over Greg Armstrong's local sport Hornets. I hear you. Hey, well, I, that was at Bluntsville. That's where their dreams, you know, run come to die in Bluntsville. Now is uh, Cleveland? You got the stats last week on. Uh, the stats that you give us, did somebody get them for you? Because you were so busy texting us no, that you didn't, I, have time to, oh, I, you didn't have time to enjoy the game. Hey, I was enjoying the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I, well, hey, we Kevin. And hey, Randy, Kevin. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and uh, look on our website, check out our sponsors, and uh, go after their goods and services. And we will see you next. We'll see you Friday night at the ball game. Come out and enjoy the ball game. Good luck. All right. We appreciate everyone being with us tonight on hollypondbroncos.com for Round the Pond. Uh, hope hope you enjoyed it. And all and like always, let everyone else know and go and encourage them to come back and listen to the podcast. Uh of the uh, live programming and uh, like i said uh coming up friday night we'll be live from holly pond holly pond versus glencoe glencoe a 3a from over uh adjacent to gadston and they will be uh as they the yellow jackets come in and that'll kick off times at seven o'clock and look forward to you either being at the game or being with us so we'll at that point we'll see then for uh kevin ron along with myself uh certainly appreciate you being with us and we will see you friday night good night folks see you later thank you